how do you measure progress for black people in this country? We passed the civil rights bill. That was big. We passed legislation that stopped redlining. That was big, right? We ended slavery. We ended Jim Crow segregation. So now it's illegal to discriminate against someone based on the color of their skin. And it's socially unacceptable to be openly bigoted and racist. Here's the problem though. You can't legislate what's in a person's heart. Yo, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Walker! We've been Watch the cool! Watch it, Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. We want to shout out all of our listeners, both new and old. We appreciate you guys checking us out. We pray that if you're listening to this as soon as it's released, that you've had a great weekend and that you're having a great week so far. Gentlemen, Gatry, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walker. Um, not too high, not too low. Just mellow. Just very emotionally balanced right now. Oh, something new? No, I'm just. In a You're re- emotionally balanced. Yeah. What does that mean? That usually doesn't make for a great podcast. Black, how you doing? Uh, I'm kind of worried now. We you have, worried? Yeah. What is the deal I with you like, guys? I feel, I feel like your. I feel like your. Your how you're feeling is predicated on whatever he says. And, is that yeah. a big part of it? Because yeah, he, he sets the tone. It are shouldn't you all, be that way. Black. Um <laughs> Are you on like are you kind of like on pins and needles with him because you just don't know what's gonna come up, up in the studio? Exactly. Like he 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 sets the tone early on, like before we start recording. He's like the he, he sets the tone. Mm. Why are you so emotionally balanced? Are you still balanced? Yeah, I'm still balanced. Still- I'm confused, but I'm still balanced. What are you, conf- what are you confused about? What is, what is with about- all this energy? What energy? I just asked him how he was doing. What, but, why, but why does the state of the podcast rely on my emotional state? Because you're the emotional one. So are emotions everything? You tell me, sir. They're not. Do tell. Elaborate on this. <laughs> I mean, emotions are a lot, but they're not you, everything. Emotionalologist, whatever word that is. <laughs> Take no. us to school. Talk about these emotions and how they're not every. What, what else comes with emotions? Sorrow. That's an emotion. <laughs> oh. He's back. That's an emotion. What, what else comes? What's the other side of emotions? What, else, what, what, what complements emotions if they're not everything? What else? What else is balancing you out? Rationale. Okay, logic. You 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 have that? I feel like today I got some. All right. I w- I'm looking forward to hearing just, this logic. It's just been a day where it hasn't been too high or too low. That's great. Nothing much happened, nothing significant, so you just oh. was even killed for right, the day. Right, right. I'm with you. That usually doesn't, that still doesn't do the trick, though. Can we get some applause? What does the trick? 
So, so now y'all are excited for me? Yeah, we just had a, we just was confused. I wasn't expecting that answer. So if so, usually if you're high, based on what happens in the day, and this is true of, of a lot of people, based on what happens in the day determines your emotional state. Correct. That's that's how emotions work. Right. But, but say, isn't that? Can we say that for humanity? But I just always felt like it took very little to, to trigger you uh, in either direction. That's not that's not I a mean, true statement. I mean, we've been here quite some time. I mean, do y'all feel like I've been easily triggered by anything? You're usually real high because I'm in here with my guys and it's a Friday and I'm hanging out. Usually high you, those are those are some answers you provided in the past. So I'm just I'm just curious as to what's different I mean, today. I feel good about being with y'all, obviously. Okay. About potting. Yeah. Okay. I'm thankful that y'all were able to you know, change your schedules to accommodate what the, I'm trying to do later. But the, the diva, we got you. I know what you're trying to do, Walker. What am I trying to do? My balance is. Too I'm having. My balance is too deep rooted to go anywhere. I'm just having a conversation with my emotionally balanced friend. Thank you. What else is going on with you, sir? I, oh, by the way, I'm good. I'm doing well. I was about to ask. Had a good week at work. Of course you did. You got great shoes on your feet. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Shout out to T. Reed. He's not responsible for what I know, but when I see those, I think of T. Reed. Let me have my thoughts, please, sir. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay. Gotcha. No. Oh, it's back to me? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it was a good week of work, man. Okay. Ready to chill. Um, happy, fa- happy Father's Day to Gatry and all the fathers out there. Can we get us a round of applause for that? Happy Father's Day, buddy. You deserve it. Thank you, Walker. As a matter of fact, the reason why he's being such a diva is he's he's going to get back, get back home to spend time with his sons, his two kings he's trying to raise up in this world. Congratulations, sir. Give yourself another round of applause, man. I'm proud of you, man. Making adjustments for the kiddos. That's what I'm talking about. Screw Black and Walker. I know what you're trying to do. What? What? I'm trying to give you love. On a holiday that you you swear up and down is insignificant. If I, I'm trying to shower you with love. Oh, here it comes. Okay. So, Walker, you said you said an important word there, insignificant. All right. You, you said. No, you said the word. You just said it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that that's how you feel about the holiday. Right. But you said the term insignificant. I did, but what's right. your point? I'm going to show you just how insignificant Father's Day is. Now... For our new listeners, <laughs> I don't shy away behind my opinions on Father's Day. Do I love being a father? Absolutely. Is being a father one of the greatest things that ever happened to me? No question. Okay. But socially speaking, not many people care about this holiday. I was talking to my wife just this very morning. She was telling me, she's like, do you realize that in the U.S., Father's Day is ranked number 20th of all holidays? Number 20th? Number 20. What's a holiday that's ranked ahead of Father's Day that shouldn't be? Did you bother looking that up? Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. What, Arbor Day or something? <laughs> no, Arbor Day was not ranked higher than that. Halloween. <laughs> you people would rather celebrate Halloween than your dad. Think about the, the number of kids in the country. I don't get Well, how are the kids getting here? What do they get for Halloween and what do they get? How for are the, day? how are the kids I, getting here? I would, argue, I would argue that that's more popular than Mother's Day. Huh? I would argue that Halloween is probably more popular than Mother's Glad Day. Glad you said that too, Walker. 
We know what the number one holiday is. Christmas. Yes. Guess what number two is? Mother's Day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what number three is? What? Thanksgiving? Yes. Thanksgiving. Walker, it's like you're in my notes. Did you hack me? What's number four? I didn't know you had the whole list. I don't oh, have the whole list. Three. <laughs> Just enough to make his point. Ain't nobody got all the keystrokes. <laughs> but my thing is the twi- preparation. Twentieth, twentieth, and you people that fulfill society want to put Halloween above it. And my whole thing is like, okay, fine, rank them, whatever. But it proves my point. Isn't being a dad can be scary at times? Yeah. Okay. Hey. It's scary most of the time. <laughs> You're not looking forward to getting some new socks and some t-shirts? And a tie? And a mug? You can get a bread tie to go with your, your bread J's. Shout out T. Reed. No? Mom, mom, I know you're listening, and I love you. But my, my mom <laughs> decided to skip Tyler Fathers. <laughs> 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 and you know, what, you know what she gave me before she left? A tie? A card. A, a meat carver. <laughs> a meat carver. Meat. Are you going to use it? No! I'm Thank glad. you, Mom. Thank I'm you, about Mom. To say. Thank you, Mom. You better clean I that up. Yeah, I'm about to say. It's a, yeah. It was a thoughtful gift. It was a very thoughtful gift. When, oh, here, listen to this. Listen to this. No, 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 no. Come back. Thank you. On Mother's Day, I cooked. For my mom, my mother-in-law, and my wife, in no particular order. Everybody grubbed, right? And so I did two, I did two whole chickens. I smoked two. No, I did I rotisseried one, smoked the other one, right? And I had trouble carving the chicken. So I had to I had to go get the help of my mom to help me carve it. And that was a thought behind, oh, well, I know what to get him for Father's Day. Get him a carver. So then when he cooks for us again for Mother's Day next year. I won't have to bother with him trying to cut the chicken up. You know, she doesn't have to get you anything, right? That's true. I said, Mom, And what can you. she get you that you can't already get yourself? She could have stayed in town. Fair. She skipped Mom. Mom, do <laughs> If you need me, I'll be out this piece. Maybe she expected your wife to take care of you. Well, and, and you know, I I was pretty I was pretty animated when my mom told me she wasn't going to be here. No. <laughs> and you know what my mom told me. Were you emotionally balanced when you I found out? I was not. I was not. <laughs> but you know what my mom told me that really put me in my place? What? She said, "Son, I need you to remember, I need you to remember one thing. You are not my father." <laughs> That's the point I was going to make. <laughs> and dude, I was like, "What?" what? All right, you right, mom. <laughs> Nothing, huh? No combat at all. Nothing. Yeah, I was holding back on that point. Again, like, she was right though. She was again, right. Like again, I had, I, again, that's your that's 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 wifey's job. That's wifey's job. Well, I'm not her father either. You're a husband, right? Okay. It's not husband's day. You use that excuse on Mother's Day. That's what, and that, that, that's a, that's the point. That's the point I was going for. You think I could skip town on Mother's Day? <laughs> like, do you really think that and live to tell about it? Oh, I'm just going on some random trip. You think I could do that on Mother's Day weekend? You never see me again. Go, go play 18, 18 holes on, uh, on Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I bet you have you have the uh, course to yourself. It's my whole point, and I'm not against it. I'm just telling it what like it is. Father's Day will never be anything like Mother's Day ever. 
So does that mean it doesn't mean nothing? It because means it doesn't n- mean it's as number much as 20. Day. Because it doesn't mean as much as Mother's Day. It doesn't mean anything. Correct. Got it. Do you remember what college football team was ranked number 20th when the season ended? <laughs> I don't recall. You don't, right? I don't. Yeah, I don't. You re- don't. What else we got to talk about? I have nothing else so for Thanksgiving, you, So based on that logic, Thanksgiving <laughs> doesn't matter either because I'm pretty sure you can't think about who was ranked number three. <laughs> what was it, Chris? <laughs> she gave me She gave me the whole list, but I was like, oh, I'm gonna stop paying attention, pay attention at three. What was it Christmas, Mother's Day, and Thanksgiving? Yeah, the top three. I'm saying who was the top three and you said Oh, college. this is easy. Bama, Ohio State. Blah 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 blah. Clemson. Clemson. But look how long it took you to think about that. <laughs> but I that's still remember. That's my point. That's my, no, you had help. You had a lifeline is what you had. Speaking of sports, how did the game go on Sunday? We lost. Oh, I went over. But, 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 but we scored. And y'all played someone y'all's age. Yes. We lost by two. This game came down to the minute. Yes. So y'all lost. Y'all, y'all play some close games. Yeah, when we play against kids that are our age, we actually do okay. I still can't believe you didn't say anything about that. Yeah. It's water under the bridge now. But yeah, we lost on Sunday. It was really weird, man, because after the game, they gave the other team rings. And like, we didn't know there were going to be rings at all. And so I just kept thinking, like, because we played the same team Sunday. That, we, that was our second game Saturday. Okay. So... My thought was if we'd won that game, we would have split over the course of the tournament. Who gets the bling? So the game the first game y'all played didn't count towards the tournament. I'm guessing not. Okay. But they were two and oh the team that BS was two and zero against us, so obviously they get the blingage. So some of our kids were pretty upset about it, but I stand by what I said last week. I'm glad they saw that. I'm glad they saw those other kids get those rings. I'm glad. You want one? Ask the general manager. For a ring? Yeah. He has to prove it, right? Nothing. So, yeah. We lost that one. Tournament this weekend's canceled, obviously, because I'm here. Um, So, yeah. And his father. Oh, father. But they were going to have it before, though. This. Anyway. Yeah. But nobody cares. What else you got, sir? Um, That's it. I've, got, I've done my rant on Father's Day, so you know I had to get that off Walker. I had to. We'll talk about this later, but happy Juneteenth for those of you who are listening, which was, what, two days ago from when this podcast releases. Happy Juneteenth. We'll talk about that in Dort, right? Right. Are you still emotionally balanced? No, I lost balance. With what? Me saying happy Juneteenth? No, it was well before that. Father's Day. Yes, that didn't I was trying to. Was I was trying to do something. That I was short lived. <laughs> Isn't this what y'all wanted, though? Isn't that what this, I know? You that wanted was, this. That was Isn't this what you wanted. I mean, we come on here to talk about random topics, right? I can't talk to you about different things, or what? You just want me not to talk so you can remain. Even if I don't talk, you will. You will lose your emotional balance because I won't be talking to you. Right? I guess so, Walker. What do you want from me? Just, I mean, just tell me right now. What do you want from me? I just, I just want to continue on with this episode and this podcast. All right. I'll give you that. Okay. 
Shall we get begrudgingly? To, do you want me to add you to the prayer list Please. that we're about to talk about? Add my balance to it. I want you guys to pray for Gatry and his uh, phantom emotional balance. I really don't think he has any. But I, I was good for a that's good why two we and should, a half minutes. That's why we should pray for him to be emotionally balanced so that he can hold. What it in about the, the fifteen minutes leading up to the recording? I was really balanced. Okay, I was. And all it took was asking how you were doing. I was fine. I'm no, talking no, no, about no, no, before no. we all recorded. it took me, all it took me was saying happy Father's Day to him. That's what it took me. That's what triggered. Being nice to him and saying happy Father's Day. I said Day. thank you. I said thank you. You did. You said it like that. <laughs> you was like, let's <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love being a dad. It's just the world doesn't care. No one asked you. We know you love being a dad. The world doesn't care is what I'm saying. Prayerless, me and who else? I think we should pray for our Mello and Lala. I've got that in my door. Who else you got on the prayer? That doesn't list? mean we can't pray for him, Walker. Who else you got on it? That doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't. You don't know. You don't understand the question. <laughs> uh, my beloved, my newly beloved CP3. He's in the COVID protocol, whatever that is, with the NBA. Does he have it? No. Was he in contact with somebody with it? Yes. Still praying for him, man. Um, He'll be all right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He will be all right. I agree. Praise report. Who you got? Dude. So this is huge. Let me get my applause ready. Did you hear about Neighborhood Nip? What about him? Did you hear about Byron Allen? Nope. Mm -mm. Did you hear about Michael B.? They're all getting stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who would have ever thought Crenshaw's finest would get his own star? This is huge. Eh. What does it take to impress you, Walker? You remember, you remember three father years. Father being a good father. That impresses me. And Nib would and, and that? that's why and that's why I'm impressed with you. See what I'm saying? You see what I did there? See what it did there? Just balanced you out right there. So you was about to get all you was about to get all worked up. And now I said something to calm him down. I'm impressed with you, guy, because you're a great father over there. Speaking of great fathers, he ain't even mad no more. <laughs> my second praise report is Nick Cannon welcoming twin boys, Zion and Zillin. <laughs> so what's the count up to now? I hmm. think it's legit like You think it's more than five? I think it's more than five. He's already had a set of twins, right? Yeah, dang. Yeah, with, with Mariah. Mariah. Yeah. Take that, take that. That's two off the bat. He just had two more. That's four. Y'all saying Nick Cannon's he's got, got he's a strange. Had, he's kids. had another kid by someone another woman too. Okay. So I think he at least five. But hey. Cannon, hey, he, he he's it. swimming in the money. So what that it, but fatherhood's more than about money. Okay. Okay. But kids need things and things cost money. Right? Not right? Always. Hmm? You know what kids need more than anything? What father? What what, what, what a good father? What father time. of the year? They need time? Time. That's all they need. You think dude. you think Nick got a lot of time? No, he's doing a lot. Okay. He says he has six children. Good night. I knew it was at least five. Okay. Yeah, he needs money now. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. They started naming them. <laughs> they named like three of them and then just said more. 
Gee whiz. <laughs> was uh, Zion and Zillin on there? Or Zillion? Uh, That's not really important, Black. I was just joking. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to figure out these names. It's like Golden Cannon, Powerful Queen Cannon. He's got, he's got creative with the names. Semi-automatic. Monroe Cannon. <laughs> Moroccan. Um, my my uh, praise report is for Kyrie Irving and Irving and his girlfriend. Um, they welcomed their baby boy recently, so congrats to him. Dude, this recording is dripping with fatherhood. I like yep. what you guys are doing here. Y'all had this arranged. I know you did. Thank you. And it's like it, a surprise birthday party for me. Discuss the trash, Walker. We got to start with Uncle Joe. Okay. I would never call him Uncle Joe. Who would you call him? Broadway Joe? Smoky Joe? I had a disrespectful name for it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna call him the 46th president of the United States. Oh, Joe this is where you're going. What? Okay, you're not even gonna call him 46. The 46th president doesn't count. I'm just saying, what, what kind of sauce are you gonna put on his name? Uh, that. So even even after he signed this Juneteenth federal holiday bill he's not uncle joe Mm-mm. okay can we discuss this walker because i have some compelling thoughts let's discuss it then so let me just let me just go on record by saying i i have i'm imbalanced emotionally on my thoughts regarding this what does that mean that means like i part of me appreciates it but but then a part another part of me is super skeptical of of just making this a federal holiday you didn't want that? Well, I'm not saying I didn't want it, but Walker. You, I, pe- I've had you, to, you people didn't want that? Well, I've had to look myself in the mirror, okay? And I've had to have honest convos Let with myself. Let me ask you a question. You felt a way. Can I ask you a question? Do you feel a way about the fact that not only black like black people and non-black people will be able to celebrate this day? That's part of it. Okay, let's That's talk. Part of it. talk, talk. Let's talk about you know, it. Can, can we get to that? I want to I I introduce my self-reflection first, okay? Sorry. So... When I look in the mirror and I say, hey, guy, does Juneteenth really mean that much to you? Have you ever celebrated Juneteenth? Have you ever? And my honest answer was no. You didn't celebrate it last year? Well, you kind of had to. It was, like a, it was like a social responsibility. And we're coming off George Floyd. Like, yeah, culturally, you had to. So, so that's not a true statement then. Did I do anything unique? No. Like what? You had to do oh, something. Go to unique. Green Acres. This is why you're blackish. <laughs> this is why you're blackish right here. I wish I had my sound cute. <laughs> but no, it's just like I'm not taken away from it, okay? But when I when I look in the mirror and I say, "Are you conflicted?" I am very conflicted. Okay. I'm very conflicted, and some of that I have to admit has to do with my upbringing, with my mom being an immigrant. You know, so Juneteenth isn't a thing in the Bahamas. So I didn't really grow up learning about the importance of value in what Juneteenth was. That's not an immigration thing. Right. We, so, we who were born here didn't know much about it. Right. So <clears throat> so my thing is now, and we're, we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about my thoughts on another topic we have. But it's just like, is there any real meaning to this? Or is this just like a, all right, black folks, I'm going to give you something. 
even if it's you think not really the, for you. You think this is really a shallow gesture? I really do. Okay. But part of me is like, you should be thankful because they didn't have to give you anything. They gave you the shortest month of the year. Okay. So I, I don't know. Part of and, and then and then part of it, I'm I don't know how you took this out of my brain, but the other part of it is, yeah, dude. Like it, it seems weird to I even. I saw I saw a meme of that and I just I started laughing. It's immediately. It seems weird to even try to fathom a federal holiday that only applies to black people. It seems weird to fathom that. But like, let me daydream. Well, slavery was only reserved for black people. You got a point. And Indians, but <laughs> so mostly black though. So so okay. But it's not realistic to suggest that Juneteenth Juneteenth being a federal holiday would only only means like, oh, well if you're black, that means you don't have to work today. Well, that's, like that's, it's not even fair to That's lit. But is it realistic? Have a day party? So what now? Is it realistic? Is it realistic? Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, you got people who was mad about even passing this. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure people would be really upset about it if it only applied to black people. But I guess. Could you imagine all the reverse racism think pieces that would be? And that, that's part of my thought. <clears throat> but as far as it being like created, it wasn't created by black people alone. We didn't like just free ourselves. There were other races involved with the whole process, right? You tell me. I honestly don't know. In in terms of emancipating black people, yes. Yes. I mean, we didn't do it on our own. That's all I'm saying. So why can't the people who were instrumental in that, who were not black, not also participate also? Like... I didn't, why why I didn't, we exclude them? I didn't even know that. Like, I didn't realize other races were involved with that. We didn't free ourselves. White people <laughs> emanci- helped to emancipate black people. Sure. That's what, that's what he's talking about. Okay. There were, like, opposite sides. Like, Ooh. with the Civil War. Okay. Were there any black people enslaving black people? Were there only black people freeing black people? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think, <laughs> right. I think there are black people who purchase slaves in an effort to free them. Is that enslavement? Not if the goal is to free them. Okay. So that answers my first question. Thank you. What did you say after that, Black? Black black people weren't the only ones working to free black people. Okay. Listen, I'm not I'm not saying it should only That's apply to point. black people. That's a good point, Black. I'm just I'm just trying to daydream and see what does that look like in current age society. I've got a quote for you I want to read to you guys. Lincoln knew America's founding was July 4th, 1776. He knew that was the day our amazing nation made a step from ideal to reality. Juneteenth, in quotes, in in this quote that I'm reading, is an affront to the unity of the 4th of July. We now have two summer holidays and one of them based on race. Shame on the GOP for supporting this. That was uh, Charlie Kirk. Okay. So you read that. What was this? Is, this is this is part of my concern about this is part. This is why it's hard for me to get excited about Juneteenth. Based off what Charlie Kirk said. Yeah, because it, it even it even comes with its own level of criticism. 
we're in, a, we're in a day and time where everything is criticized. Right? Is the 4th of July criticized? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... <laughs> Shows how much you're on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I said it shows how much you're on Twitter. I was proving your point. So my point is, is that everything is crit- like everything is subject to criticism. Nothing is above being criticized. People, people talk about Christmas. They complain about Christmas. Okay. They don't. You mean they do. a- you mean Xmas, or just the fact that you know is it's a pagan holiday. Thanksgiving. People criticize, people criticize that. You think a Native American are all for Thanksgiving? Everything is subject to criticism. So I'm should you su- be so you should should you be conflicted about the holiday? Should I be? Based off of one person's comments. No. So what was the perp what was the point of that? I was just revealing you part of my confliction. It's so funny. So he made so so he, he added to your confliction. No, 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 no. When I saw that. It solidified some of the confliction I'd had before. Is this like more confliction than you had over Father's Day? No, I mean at least I know where Father's Day stands. Twentieth. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's nothing to conflict about that. I've already told you what Father's Day is. I'm just, I'm just. What I am curious about though is what are corporations and businesses going to do in response to this? They're going to do floating holiday. I have to hold this. I have to hold this. <laughs> I have to hold this for our next topic. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. It is good. Hey, what's your what's the race on this? Uh, to go through uh, HR. What who, I w- who's all African American? Okay, get him an extra flowing holiday. Let me let me ask you this: Do you think it'll be cool for businesses to have an incentive to have like a day of service where they do something, donate money, or have their employees? Do service work in the community. I don't know. They would be like, "Well, we do it in February. Why we got to do it in June? Do it in January too." Is that an, an added be day a, of service? Would, would that be a cool thing to do to kind of do that, some some? That sounds too much like right. It sounds kind of cliche too. Cliche, yeah. So, okay. Black Holiday, go work. Okay. Oh, another black holiday? Oh, go work. Go do something. Okay. That's that's how it that's how it resonates to me. So how can we make Gatry happy? It's impossible. Because everyone's off and you conflict it. And then I say, hey, let's do an act of service or something in the community. No, and no, like, no. Oh, that's cliche. You asked how we felt about it. I told you. So I can, so my question in response to how what you told me is how can we make Gatry a happy? You cannot. Camper? If you're a human being, you cannot make me happy. You're not capable of doing that. Because you are emotionally unbalanced. There you go. And to be better after Sunday once you get past Father's Day. Uh-uh. Wishful thinking. <laughs> It'll be on to the next thing. You you didn't. It, were that was that was that the were those the end of your comments regarding Juneteenth being a federal holiday? I'll be curious. I, I I will echo your sentiment that I think that we should do more for Black people other than giving them a holiday. Um, I think you should address some of the irreparable damages that occurred as a result of slavery, for sure, for sure. 
right? So Skillet I, I, is hot, I, Walker. I, I don't. I don't think it should. I don't think the end. The end all be all should be uh, Juneteenth. And I always felt like Juneteenth was something that was cool and dope and something that we our thing. You know what I mean? So I'm not mad that it's a federal holiday. I'm, I'm not at the end. At the end of the day, I'm not. Um, I thought the meme was funny though about what someone said that like I feel a way that uh that non-black people get to be off on Juneteenth. I thought that was I thought that was funny, but at the end of the day, I don't. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I just I would like to see us address the effects of slavery and how it still resonates in our society today. Do you think you can do that through service? Do you think you can do that through service? Service service is always a positive thing. I'm not saying that that's the solution. There has to be other. Well, I didn't accuse you of saying that. I'm trying to lean into the. No, service. I don't. I don't think so. I just think that'll be a good day to, to actually acknowledge Juneteenth and do something charitable or something that that'll benefit the black community. OK, right. that's that was my whole that was my only point in bringing it up. But I think there's value in what you said, though. It's got to reflect back up to slavery, right? Sure. And then I'm, I was thinking constructively, like, what can you do in a service capacity to do that? Think, I don't know what that looks like. I'm just. Do you think reparations would be a way of doing it? Well, of course. I mean, it's a start. But to his point, that just sounds too much like right, right? We know reparations are a myth in the U.S. For us. That's unfortunate. You see what I did there? Yeah, I did. Um, well, you took one of mine. Um, Which one did I take? Naomi Osaka withdraws from Wimbledon. Will play in the Tokyo Olympics. It's okay. Go ahead. I don't have much to say here. I support what she's doing, and I, I mean, I don't know what else to add. You know, it was, in it was, addition it, to what it, I've, it was filler. It was filler. You can go ahead and trash it. Go ahead. I'm not trashing what what she's doing though. No one said that. It's, these are topics. You want to trash them? I don't feel right trashing them. I'll tr- I'll do you. I'll do it. We'll trash it. What you got? Let's talk about Lala. You know, you know Naomi uh, Osaka doesn't listen to this podcast, right? So she's How not going to be. That? She's not going to be offended. By How the do you fact know that? that? We trash this topic. How do you know that? How do I know that? Yeah. I don't know that. But you don't know that she listens either. I feel like she does. You can feel all you want. Here we go. Carmelo and Lala divorce. You got some thoughts on this? Let's discuss it. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the little bit that I know. All right, girl, get spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl. No, I'm going to I don't do well at building at building things. So I'm going to try my best. So I think everybody knows Carmelo and Get Lala with the tea. <laughs> Carmelo and Lala have been back and forth. It's been on rocky. And off. Yeah, it's been rocky. There's been. Uh, stripper allegations against Carmelo uh, affairs, you know, and the list goes on. Uh, so here, here recently, from what I've read, Lala got access to some text messages that Carmelo was sending to his supposed baby mama, who's expecting twins from him. Right? Happy Father's Day, Carmelo. Um, what? What? Walker, what did I do? 
Tell, tell me what I did everywhere. so I could be better. The most is what you're doing. <laughs> you're doing the most. Okay. I'll try to do it. You did not have to throw that Father's Day in at that he's moment. He's a father. Man, he's channeling his inner Wendy Williams right he, now. It is. Carmelo's a, a father. He's been a father. It's a little shade in there. It's a little. It's some shade this in there. This is our recording on Father's Day weekend. What, how can I not tell him Happy Father's Day? After what? After saying what? He's got supposedly kids. Although, but he's a father before that. No. Okay. Whatever. Y'all just y'all take the headlines, but y'all never look at the details. Did you just describe yourself? <laughs> <laughs> giving us incomplete list. So anyway, right. <laughs> after three, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what after. <laughs> so continue. Okay. So so yeah. Apparently, this was the straw that broke Lala's back. Okay. Um. And so she's allegedly filing for divorce against Carmelo. Can Anthony. I ask you a question? Sure. I hate to interrupt you, but no, you don't. Sure. You love to. Were they really ever back on strong? That I don't know. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. But I, I have a, I have a hot take here. Okay. I've got a hot take There's here. There's more. Is, is there, is, do you want to enter it here? Or did you want to continue on? With no, no, no. These, these are what I, this, that concludes what I know. Okay. Now, okay. now we're going into Gatry's thoughts. Okay. Buckle up. So. Carmelo may or may not have been faithful. He may or may not have a track record of, you know, being faithful to Lala. But don't act like Lala had been out here either. Okay. So as y'all know, Lala's had several very suggestive acting scenes, right? Sexually suggestive. Like power. Like power. Yeah. I think everybody saw that. In passing, it's <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, Black. I, didn't, I didn't see it. You saw it. Yes. I didn't see it. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's <laughs> look at Black. But what was what's up, Black? What was what? Nothing. Okay. I'm just familiar with the scene he's speaking. Of. I'm trying to think emotionally how you feel when you think about that scene. Uh, she was really into her craft. I think she was like method acting in that scene. Mm, it was convincing. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So if you're Carmelo, <laughs> if you're Carmelo and your wife is out here like this, it's acting, bro. It is acting. I'll give you that. It's acting. I think you're reaching, but I'm, I, but continue. Continue. Okay. Okay. Continue. Well, well, let's pivot here. Is it okay if it's your wife acting? How much that check is go? I guess she's acting, but he's actually participating. I, in think, the I act. think it's a false equivalency. <laughs> now, I'm not. I'm not saying that what that Carmelo is doing is right. I'm just trying to. I'm making an attempt to enter the psyche of Carmelo. We're men. Oh, and look at Carmelo. You've talked about but this. But he cheated first, though, right? Uh, allegedly. So when yeah, when, did. when did? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice alleged. But, but that fit the narrative. So so okay okay so timeline time timeline timeline no 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 timeline. Carmelo cheats first, right? Okay, supposedly. Then Lala goes. Is after that cheating? That, is that cheating? What Lala did? I don't. I'm. Because <laughs> that's you see this is this is. Do this I have to is, answer that now? I mean, I asked you now, but you can answer whenever you want. Okay. To, sir. <laughs> if it. <laughs> Think of Carmelo, right? We talked about what does Kevin Samuel say? High earning men or whatever. Like 
Carmelo's in the out high, high value, high value, right? So like he's it's a professional athlete making millions and millions of dollars, right? Image is everything. That's not just every, that's that's not the sole definition of that. But continue. Image is paramount. You've even said this, right? You even we, we've had debates to where you're like, man, if you're a pro athlete and you worked hard on your craft and you're being compensated millions, there's a certain lifestyle you should you should expect, right? Roundabout. I'm paraphrasing. You're, you're I'm paraphrasing badly, but yeah, go ahead. So take that same energy and think, I'm Carmelo Anthony, and my wife is out. I've cheated on her. <laughs> I'm debating that. I really should. But my wife, <laughs> I mean, the bottom is falling out of your argument. But go ahead. My but my wife is out here showcasing <clears throat> goods that are supposed to be for me to millions of people across the globe. And looking like she's enjoying it. Is it acting? Of course it is. But still, what is that? Do you think that makes Carmelo less likely to cheat again or more likely? Like, what type of impact do you think that has? Why did, why did the two have to be connected? Because I think that could have possibly <laughs> served as a catalyst for Carmelo Anthony's continued activity, continued behavior. I think the two are unrelated. I'm listening. Because... If he's going to cheat, he's going to cheat regardless of what she does. Evidence by the fact that he did it first. So does that give Lala the green light? Lala is working. You still didn't answer my question. What, what was the question? If your wife is working in that capacity, you're just. Oh, I me saying, what's the check looking like? That was a joke. Okay. Um, If she's an actress. I don't care. If I know that's what she does, she's an actress, then okay. And at the end of the day, you're okay with that. And I have to be. Okay. But that also means when I when I get if I'm an actor. So Carmelo should act. Instead of really cheating on women. The two are unrelated, man. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think your your argument has holes in it. I think it does have holes in before, it. Before, all I'm saying is before everybody cast stones at Carmelo for being scum of the earth, just take a minute to think what kind of what kind of vantage point does he have? I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it makes it right. But does what does what Lala do on screen help the situation? <laughs> you say no. What do you say, Walker? I think this is I think this is this is a bad argument. I just think this is a bad argument on your part. Because what she does on screen, to his point, is irrelevant. Like, that's irrelevant. And I, we don't know what kind of situation or arrangement they had. I just felt like they've always... I haven't seen her wear her wedding, wedding ring in a minute. I, I just didn't know what they had going on. I thought they were just to, together and co-parenting for the sake of, of raising their son in a quote-unquote healthy environment. And I guess this was it for her. But uh, if he messed up, he messed up. So this is nothing to do with Lala. I don't know what the issue is. I don't. We don't know why people cheat. I'm not in that. I'm not in that household. I can't speak to that. I have no knowledge or, uh, of it. I just know it's unfortunate. That's all. That's all I can say to that. And with some people, staying in the marriage is more important than the cheating. So, and when I say that, I'm thinking about. Jay Z and Beyonce.
But it, I mean, again, it, it it, and I think it it will make it easier. Again, man, I just think that's where expectations come in into a relationship. Like if 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 the woman has an expectation of faithfulness and the guy's not doing it, then you're not with the right person. Who cares what his reason is for cheating? Is there a valid reason to cheat? No, Walker. So what is it? So again, to his point, to Black's point, what does what she does on a screen that she gives a check from have to do with his decision I to allegedly think, cheat on her? I honestly think it has an impact on his psyche towards it. Well, then they just need to get a divorce. Oh, they're getting that. I think counseling's a better step, but that's just me. Next topic. They disagree with you. Uh, Bill Maher. Yes. Bill. Ma- <laughs> Don't discuss. <laughs> discuss. Because <laughs> now I can empty out the rest of my thoughts uh, from Juneteenth. Yeah. Go. Oh, Dis- you were discuss. saving them for the- you were saving. Yeah, them- because some of them kind of overlap to this. Can you do? Can you look up and see what was Kevin Hart on? Was he doing an interview? Yeah, I think it was. I. It's funny you say that. I actually like was looking at his response to Bill on. He gave Twitter. an. He gave he's another. Already res- res- he's already clapped back at Bill. Yeah, he, okay. he's already responded, and okay. I'm. This conversation won't focus on that part. Okay, because that I feel like that's pretty new. It's happened in the, in the past few days. Goodness gracious! But but what, what do I do? A, Kevin Hart was doing an interview with the New York Times. New York Times in regards to police brutality. Right, and so. Kevin Hart basically made a statement that that white power and white privilege is at an all time high by which on his show, HBO show real time, he spoke to that and he, he opened up because I, I showed y'all the, the video. Did y'all watch the video or did you yes. just read? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched it. Um, he opened up by talking about um, a, a statement with, with Joe Biden and he was saying that, we're at a time where technically speaking, he's saying that how could you say that when you had Jim Crow segregation and slavery and all of these sorts of things, right? Like, and he basically alludes to the fact that this is something that we see on the left with liberals who suffer from progressive progressive phobia I think that's what the word he used um, and basically they fail to recognize that we have made progress in our country and think about before you got here how bad things really were and that was pretty much kind of the nucleus in paraphrasing his comment without us playing an actual clip of it but I pretty much summed it up pretty well with y'all agree. You did very well. Okay. Your thoughts on this? <clears throat> I don't know where to start, but I agree with Bill, man. And I thought about this last week. I just didn't know how to weave it into our recording. Um but I, I remember I remember that that clip that you sent. It opened up with Joe Biden talking to talking to an audience. Asking people 50, 50 was it 50, 50 or and older, 50 and older. If you'd ever see a commercial on TV <clears throat> with a black and a white person, a black and a white couple. Inter- interracial. Interracial. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so 
now it's nothing to see that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty common, at least for. <laughs> dang, what? It's pretty common. <laughs> He's giving me like a terrible look. He's listening. Nah, He's I up. mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. Oh, okay. Continue. Am I in the right place? <laughs> but I also have some issues with what Bill Maher did too. Like, it's I have things that I like and some well, things I did. Well, I let, let, like. let, let me let because I'm giving y'all I'm giving y'all fluff. Let me get to let me get to like the part that you, really you're giving resonates. us what the fluff. Um, so do you, so in part of this clip, Bill. Wow. Hold on. I just, I just he, he waits till the skillet is the hottest with me. God, that he, he just throws it out the window. I just gotta ask again. You, you were giving us one now. Bluff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think you would ever admit that. But go ahead. See, I'm balanced. <laughs> um, you back? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Welcome. The part where Bill was talking about gay reception right mm-hmm. now socially, I've got some thoughts about that. Okay. So, and I'm just going to say them and we can talk about how Bill's comments either went went with that or or didn't. It's Pride Month. We know that. You see companies like Walgreens going over and beyond, you know, putting rainbow, you know, ma- making rainbow versions of their logo. It it has become like the thing to do. He even talked about like just in, just in social reception, if someone to someone were to announce that they were gay, it's just like the roar of applause that they would get. I'm with Bill on this. What does that does that mean progress, or does that mean acceptance? What do you mean? Well, in line with your point, when I think about everything you're saying, as far as like. Uh, gay rights and gay recognition and all that kind of stuff. I think about like ratios. And once he started talking about that, I started like looking up like what is the actual percentage of Americans that are gay as opposed to how much we're being like fed through the media. And what I found is that like only like 4.5% of Americans are gay. But we're consuming way more than that as far as like what we're seeing on TV and media. Mm-hmm. I'm like, to me, it feels like it's like an overcorrection and overexposure for this small subset of America. Well, just because it represents a small subset, does that mean it doesn't deserve awareness or as much awareness? I think it should be more in line with the number of people that actually are within that community. Like, should we see, like, if it's only like 4.5% of America... Shit like every, what, two out of three commercials we see has some mm-hmm. element of pride in it. I see what you mean. But, and let, let's be real. Let's not that I'm against I, I think, them. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not against it either. <laughs> I see where you're going. But let's be real. Let's be real. As soon as July hits, we're not going to see any of this pride stuff. It's going to go away. It's, we're, only, we're only seeing an abundance of it because it's June. Okay. Right. Do y'all agree with that? We saw the same thing. We saw the same thing with George Floyd last year. I mean, but like companies are now woke, and now like we can't. Now we're putting black people in commercials. It's not so. But it went away, is what I'm saying. It's. I don't think it's gonna go away. We're still gonna be seeing like gay characters pop up in everything that we view. I don't think it's gonna be as over the top as we've seen here recently. Walgreens logo is gonna go back to red. Nike's logo is gonna go back to. 
the check mark, but I mean the regular. Go I don't know what color it is. You set me up with that. I did. Um, you got the Nike shirt. Listen, um, what are what else? What are you? What are the rest of your thoughts? <laughs> what are the rest of your thoughts? I just that that was that was really it. You agree? Yes. Was I there any I, was there any merit to what Kevin Hart was saying? Oh, the Kevin Hart thing was completely different. I think because I felt I felt like I feel like this I felt like what Bill did and what Kevin did I felt like in a way those were two different conversations. Exactly, I agree. And one thing I think about when I was listening to that whole clip, it seems like when Bill Moore was making his points, he used like very extreme examples, and like what we see is usually like in the middle. But he used like extreme examples to like make his point. Like when he said something like uh, Kim Kardashian cornrows, then immediately followed that with George Wallace standing in the schoolhouse door. I'm like, those are two extreme examples for you to be doing a comparison of. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So (laughs) here's what I would say to what Kevin Hart was talking about. I would have said something like that maybe a year ago. Hmm. Right? About white supremacy, this being at an all-time high, because in the moment, that would have been a result of the racial tension that we were feeling and experiencing a year ago, right? It was really high a year ago. But I've learned from, and we talked about this on an episode, because we talked about a a situation on my job where someone was on social media posting stuff and got fired for it. And what I've learned is if you're on social media or if you're doing a podcast, it helps to be, even if you're going to touch on something that's sensitive, your safeguard is to be accurate. That keeps you out of trouble. Also, too, I've learned is that when the more accurate you are, it's difficult for people to dismiss your point. Right. I think Kevin Hart actually had a very fair point. But if we're going to get into semantics and technicalities. Mar is correct in that white supremacy and white power is not at an all time high. Right. And he tries to hedge himself by saying, we're not there yet, but we have made progress. Right. And I think that's a big sentiment that a lot of white people do have. Would you agree with that? Yeah. But you got three black men on the podcast talking about this and not everyone who listens to this podcast is black. Would you agree with that? I would agree. So you get to hear from our perspective as we kind of unpack this, because it's a lot to unpack. Okay. It's, it's even difficult to handle it in one episode, but there's a lot of things that were said. And what I would, I would love to sit down and talk with a Bill Maher <clears throat> and just, just ask him certain questions about what progress means, because I'm not quite sure if we know how to fully quantify what progress is now, do we have certain things? What you got? 
I, I was just gonna say like when you were talking about that and I was watching the video, the first thing, the first note that I took down was how things were versus how things are now versus how things should be. And what's the gap between all of that? How do you measure progress? I don't even know if we know how to do that. For example, for example, I'm about to use an extreme example, but so was slavery and Jim Crow. Fair enough. For example, I love my wife. Okay. But let's say in this example that I drink alcohol, something else I don't do in real life. Right. I come home drunk every night and beat my wife. Okay. She doesn't leave. She stays in an abusive relationship, toxic environment. Let's say I decide, you know what? I'm going to only go out drinking three times a night. And when I come home, I'll beat my wife. So I'm going from seven times of beating my wife to three. Is that progress? Yeah. But is it still a bad environment that my wife is in? Yeah. Okay. How do you measure that? <laughs> Trips to the hospital. Do you get, do you get my point? Yeah. How do you measure progress for black people in this country? Now, here's what I, here's what I'm saying. I said all that to say this. We passed a civil rights bill. That was big, right? We passed legislation that stopped redlining. That was big, right? So we made it as a country. We ended slavery. We ended Jim Crow segregation, right? I, I would say this tomorrow. So now it's illegal to discriminate against someone based on the color of their skin right if you're cold if you're <laughs> you get you get in my notes so <laughs> so right but it is illegal right and it's socially unacceptable to be openly bigoted and racist correct so we pass legislation but here's the part here's the problem though and here's what i would challenge bill maher you can't legislate what's in a person's heart. So when we passed this legislation, white people were confronted with two choices. You can change how you think. You can change your values. You can change your beliefs. You can change whatever you've been led to believe about black people or people who don't look like you. Or you can you can hold on to those values and be a bit more discreet about it. Okay. So if I'm still holding on to these bigoted racist beliefs, but I'm just adapting to this new, this new culture and society that's ever changing. Right. Then that means that there's still a lot of racial biases that people hold near and dear to them. Whether I'm a teacher in a classroom and I'm teaching a student that doesn't look like me or or whether I'm determining who I'm going to hire for my company and business or if I'm policing or if I'm a doctor and I determine who do I decide to give the best medical care to. Right. So for many people, racism shifted from being overtly racist to covertly racist. OK. So what's happened is 
white supremacy and racism didn't really go away. It's just a lot more discreet. And here's the challenge I would challenge to build to, to those who resonate with what Bill Maher is saying. Cause this is a conversation. This is a great conversation to have. The concerns that we have as black people, we're trying to quantify what is progress. What is progress? We know that there are some things in terms of legislation that's been passed, right? But we also know that people are still breaking these rules because they never changed what was in their hearts, right? We saw what happened to Breonna Taylor. We saw what happened to Philando Castile. We saw what happened to Trayvon Martin. These people got away with what they did, right? Right? Right, yeah. So, yes, legislation has been passed, but people still think, act, and believe. How do we get more progress? We talked about how can we capitalize off of Juneteenth. That was what the conversation was. We're trying to figure out how can we continue to move the needle and get more progress? Okay, how can we hold officers accountable? But then you got people who feel like officers shouldn't be held accountable, right? That's the war here. Like, again, but then you also want to make sure that we don't lose the progress we had. Because we, we had a president who said, let's make America great again and go back mm. to a time where the values were great. But some of those values led to oppressing us. So, to, so if we make America great again and we go back to a time in our history where it was so good for a certain group of people, you are undoing a lot of that progress you want us to believe has been made. And there are people who vouch for that, that belief. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. So I as just read a, a quote from one. So <laughs> as black people, how am I supposed to feel about progress in this country when we got to fight just to keep what we got? Or we might lose it. How many people voted for that guy? 70, 70 plus million? Yeah, yeah. And you made me think of what's going on with voter suppression right now. Like... That's an example of exactly what you're saying. So I'm saying, yeah, we've made progress, but how yeah. do you measure that? Because there are people who never changed what's in their hearts. What you got? So with that being said, I wrote down a quote from what uh, Bill Maher said, and it was, I don't know if you remember he said this, but he said, racism clearly is no longer everywhere. It's not in my home, and it probably isn't I remember he yours. said this. And I was like, how could he make that statement? Because <laughs> it's not overt. It's not overt. So a lot, again, if you're white, you don't, racism doesn't affect you like it affects black people. So that's, that's strike one off the bat. You, you, you're not even trained to see it. <laughs> and then it's covert. So you, it's hard for us to be able to turn. Was that racist? We, how often do we find ourselves? Okay, well, am I tripping or was that racist? <laughs> we gotta we gotta have a, a conference with ourselves. We gotta have a conversation with ourselves to determine. Okay, is was that racist or am I tripping? Right? It's tough for us, and we've been brought up to see racism for our own safety. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So how much tougher is it is for white? That's why it was so easy for Mara to say that. 
That's why it was so easy for him to say that. It's everywhere. And he also said it probably make other people feel good. R- racism probably isn't in your home either. Okay. <laughs> I think that was some pandering right there. Oh, yeah. Some, some fluff. Kevin R. had a point. It was inaccurate in terms of what he was saying, but you got to think about it. You got to think. The reason why I brought up the past presidency, and it's not to be political or go after Trump. What I'm saying is there was a time in our in our society where being covertly racist was the thing to do. That was the way to survive. But now we're starting to see where you can kind of be a little open with your with your yeah, bigotry. That's true. Right? Yeah. You let an N-word fly here and there. You could you could call the police when you just see more than more than black more black people than you're comfortable with in your area. You can do a lot of you can do a lot of you can just be out open with it now. Right. Right? Yeah. So if if we're seeing people be more open with their racism and bigotry now, is that it's hard for me to hear Bill Maher say there's been progress, but I'm seeing people feel more comfortable. Am I wrong? No, no. So as a black person, I'm like, uh, you sure? Are you sure about that? So I, I'm like, how? So my question is, I know I've been talking a lot, but how do you quantify progress? George Floyd is no longer here. Breonna Taylor is no longer here. These people are no longer here. Well, I mean, you you yourself said Derek Chauvin was a measure of progress. How do you quantify it? I'm not saying there's been no progress. How do you quantify it enough to say, again, if I beat my wife, if I go from seven nights of beating my wife to three nights... How do you quantify that really? Yeah, you're beating her four nights less, but she's still getting beat. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? So how do you quantify that? And your example is better because, like, you can say that the the goal in your example would be no beatings. No beatings. And you know what that looks like, but we don't know what the end of, like, what would re- end the racism look like in America? Like, what would that look like? Because you can't legislate what's in people's hearts. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And they can hide behind all, they can hide behind hiring practices and standards and all types of stuff. Police regulations and all types. They can hide behind all of that. That's why this is so hard. To figure out. Yeah, because when you think about what he's saying, like the progress has been made. Okay, we've made a lot of progress, but how far away is the actual finish line? We don't know that. At all. That's what I'm saying. How do you measure it? Mm-hmm. Do you know? I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm intrigued by this. Because <laughs> in, 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 in response to your analogy, we're still getting beat. We're still getting beat on a nightly basis by our drunk husband. I, again, it, 
he was he was factual, but it was incredibly dismissive of the of the issue that Kevin was talking about, which was police brutality. So that's that's all I got. I didn't know if you had it, you, you know. All my notes. I mean, yeah, he was right, but really, Bill? Like, mm. it sounds good. It does sound it good. Sa- and and, and I'm sound- realizing now how I was able to sink into it. It sounds good, but mm-mm. again, again, you have to be factual. He gave numbers and statistics. But there are things that black people experience. It's difficult to quantify and give numbers to that because no one outside of you knows about your experience you had in Mount Brook that day when that police charged at you. And there was an angel of a white woman who got in between you and an officer who saved you from whatever was about to happen to you. There are so many of these stories that we can't quantify. Right? Right. So how do you quantify progress? There's There's a lot of us who are suffering in silence and our white friends don't even have a clue. Like, it's almost like we got to die at the hands of racism for for people to see it. Yeah. It's kind of too late by that point. I would, I would like for us to take some steps to prevent that before it gets to that point. Right. That would be progress in Walker's book. There you go. That'd be quantifiable. <sighs> anyway, shout outs. Who you got? Uh, I got a computer that's slow to load. <laughs> Must be a Mac. Woo! Guns are blazing. Would you like me to go? Please, because I've. Yeah. As I look on my windows here, let's see what we got. My shout out goes to, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, forgive me, but Siebert Williams Shank and Company. This is a woman owned, I believe it's black owned, but it's a woman owned full service investment banking and financial services company. And the reason why they're getting a shout out from me is that last year they launched an initiative gantry to provide financial relief for black owned businesses that have suffered during the pandemic. You know, a lot of people have not been fortunate regardless of the color of your skin last year in 2020 with businesses shut, having to shut down, whatever the case may be, people staying home, whatever. Um, so what they wanted to do is they, they launched an initiative dubbed the clear vision impact fund. And the goal of this firm was to provide over $250 million in loans to small black and brown led businesses that employ and train people of color and support underserved communities. So far, the fund has reached over $100 million in funds to for this initiative. So I just want to shout them out for for just being um a support to black owned businesses and and really trying to help and keep those businesses afloat. I think that's an amazing initiative and I hope they reach their goal and they're almost there and just keep pushing. So shout outs to them. Walker, I've got Joy Garner. 
Okay. Joy Gardner is the executive VP, general counsel, and corporate secretary of the NBA Players Association. Now, while that alone will make for a good shout out, well, that alone will make for a good shout out. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> what uh, what I want to shine a spotlight on is uh, the initiative that Joy Gardner has partnered with others called the Think for Fifty platform. And so what she does is in this role, she's able to leverage her strength in, with the NBA Players Association, partner that with the NBA players to make sure that as they go and become viable candidates for endorsements and things like that, that they're really tapping into their true value. So uh, you talk about you talk about your average NBA player who has an agent who can go out and lobby for endorsement deals for their for their client. You've got Joy Gardner who takes that another level and says, hey, look, <laughs> we've got NBA player A here who has provided exponential amounts of value, not only to our league, but our society. We feel like you should ask for or charge this for said endorsement. Yep. So we, we've seen it, Walker. NBA players, not just now, but even in the past, uh, I think of Scottie Pippen. Uh, he comes to mind from uh, The Last Dance. Just, mm -hmm. you know, his value was not really compensated compensated to, to what he was putting out on the floor. So um, I think positions like what Joy is in is going to be very influential, uh, not only to our current NBA players now, but in the future. I think this is dope. I want my NBA players to get every penny of value that they can provide to either the league or the brands they choose to have uh, endorsement deals with. So. Joy, we love this. I like that. I like that. Keep them keep them from signing bad deals and whatnot. Yeah. Nice. Who played themselves, sir? Would you like me to go first? Since sure. We're... Let's keep it going. My player of the week goes out to Aisha or Ayesha, depending on how you pronounce it. Basharat. She was a nurse who is now facing two five-month jail terms that will run concurrently. What does she do? This is pretty sinister and just pretty messed up, okay? She works in the part of the hospital where they're treating COVID patients, okay? So in this situation... COVID patients don't have their family. Families can't visit. We know, we know and understand that, right? So she is charged for theft. Why? She actually stole a dead patient's charge card and used it to buy snacks at the, at the hospital vending machine. 17 minutes after an 83-year-old woman patient died, Aisha decided, you know what? All this treating kosher patients has made me a little, you know, famished. I'm going to run to the vending machine and I'll just use that person's card. Get these snacks myself. Okay. Took her card uh, moments after she died back in January 24th. Now, of course, this was all on camera showing her doing all this ridiculousness course after an investigation she's asked about the card that she was you that she used 
She claims that she initially found it on the floor and got it, quote unquote, muddled up with her own card with Payne. But when you look at her actual card and the 83 year old woman's card, they don't even match. So I don't know how you got the two confused. Nevertheless, her arguments fell on, on deaf ears and she is looking at serving a few months in jail and also being terminated for violating uh, clear distinct laws in the hospital about using stuff that's not hers that belongs to her patients. So, Ren? You idiots! That's just, that's just that's terrible. That's sick. That's, just low. that's like, sick. I mean, what, I, you, what makes you think people aren't going to figure that uh, out? I, you know, I get hungry just like anybody else, but going to jail for some Skittles. Thank you, man. <laughs> he was. All right, Walker. Um, oh, crap. Well, they do say you're not you when you're hungry. So she may have been getting a Snickers. <laughs> uh, Walker, I'm going to take you to Vancouver. So, um, this lady is not my player of the week, but uh, she was a victim in this very heinous situation. But on uh, Waiki Kim, uh, a mother of a two year old son, what? What was the name? Y W A I dash K E space Kim. Okay. Uh, so she's a mother of a two year old son, and as we, I guess, I guess Vancouver is looking to. Uh, slowly reopened just like the rest of the U.S. is. Uh, she was looking for a childcare facility. What? You know Vancouver's in Canada, right? Yeah. Okay. What did I say? You said like the rest of the U.S. Oh, like just like of- you. <laughs> well, they were NBA once, so they're practically U.S. Um, <laughs> it's not true. I don't, don't fact check me. <laughs> I'm balanced. So anyway. Um, Are you? Yes. Miss Kim, as I'll call her. <laughs> was looking for childcare for her two-year-old son as she prepared to go back into the uh, workplace. And um, it was a struggle, just like it, just like it, I guess it is in most places looking for a quality childcare provider for your kids. And so she called several people. A lot of people didn't return her calls. So then she said, you know what? I'll email a lot of folks and see what I can find out. So she emails one childcare facility in, in, uh, in particular, which is not listed in this article, and I don't don't know how they got their name <laughs> removed from this uh, slander, but uh, she gets an email back from this particular child care facility that says, and I quote, sorry, I won't take Chinese in, end quote. Here's the here's a really interesting part about this, right? You would think if you're that bold to reply to an email with that. You probably do it from like maybe, you know, the, the child care facilities, generic account or maybe like a info at whatever dot com account. No, this employee or former employee who was not named in this article sent it from their own email uh, at the child care facility. So Miss Kim, as I'll call her, took a swift action <laughs> and sent this out to uh, the people that need to see it. And whoever this person is who remains nameless in this article is no longer employed. Listen, man, it's kind of like what Walker was saying. <laughs> you, you can't do stuff like this. But there are people out here who still have the gall to do stuff like this. And it makes me go back and question, have we progressed any? But any, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to rehash that. This is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. I can agree with that. So uh, there's only one thing I have to say here. Congratulations. You played yourself. 
<laughs> I won't take Chinese in. They kicked you out. <laughs> yeah. You ain't taking nothing. You ain't taking, you ain't taking this check. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, bro? That's all I got, man. Got to get you out of here to the to the boys. Yeah. Guys, thank you for tuning in to the latest and greatest episode. Do us a favor if you haven't already. If you're an Apple user, if you're on Spotify, you have an opportunity to follow us. Please follow us. What are you doing? Especially if you've been listening to us week after week after week. It makes it easier to listen to our podcast that way. You have to keep searching for us, okay? Follow us on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on. You can also, if you're out there on social media and you're an Instagram user or a Twitter user, you can find us at the T-H-A tipping point. That is all one word. You can follow us there to where we like to put out content on a regular basis. We do the best that we can. You can also, if you, if you like YouTube clips, we got YouTube clips, go to our page on YouTube, like our videos. We're the tipping point. Those, those are now three words. On, on YouTube, go to our page, like our content, subscribe to us there. And that's all I got. Get. It's been addiction time. Stand up. The doors of the Tipping Point Pod Church are open. Hit my music. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Go in peace. Be blessed, everyone. Be safe out there. And as always, I am Caesar Walker. My co host is Ronnie Gatchery, and we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening.